Welcome back to the Divorce Solutions Podcast, everyone. I'm Jamie West from Divorce.com, divorce.com.ca, and Tracy Miller's here. She's a veteran family law practitioner. Uh, you've been at it for a long time, Tracy. Is it safe to say uh, you've seen it all and heard it all <laughs> in family Every time law? I say that, I get surprised, so who knows? I think I have, but... After 30-some years, you've certainly heard a lot. The system doesn't evolve very quickly, does it? The fa anything to do with uh, the family law system, the legislation itself sits there. I guess that's the nature of government and yeah. and, and law matters in general, right? It, it yeah. moves like an iceberg. Yep, that's probably a very good way to put it. It doesn't, it doesn't move quickly at all. And that's a challenge, and I know on future uh, editions of this podcast, we'll probably bring some people in to talk about that and, and talk about what can be done to uh, bring the family law system uh, more into the 21st uh, century. I know the pandemic certainly forced some issues with uh, the family law system vis-a-vis uh, -vis, um, the use of electronic transfer of files and that kind of thing. Um, we're going to talk about social media in within the context of family law in a second, but it, it all kind of ties together. We're in a 21st century environment where technology is moving lightning fast against a system that, as I said, moves like an iceberg. That's tough, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, and I think, um, I don't think anybody saw that coming, that the system had to switch over to doing court appearances by Zoom and to do filing court documents. You can upload them now. and you, it, I mean, so much has changed that fast forwarded as, as a result of COVID. And, you know, it's interesting. I think some of it's positive for sure. Oh, definitely. I have to think that uh, the move toward um, being able to do things more electronically, including, as you said, uh, uh, hearings and so on and so forth over Zoom would make the system move faster uh, but my my the other part of me says that may be true but there are so many people that use the system <laughs> that um you might just fill up all of that space too with with more people wanting in and we don't want more people in we want more people out right yeah i think that's i wonder <laughs> if that's in fact is what has happened right because we're going back to at least no i know the area i am um, we're going back to in-person appearances on conferences and that type of thing. So um, they're going to go back to doing, I think, the more important dates need to be in person. I don't think personally that it really works the same over Zoom. But I've always thought, and maybe it's just because I'm old school, I think if you're having an important conversation, I think it needs to be in person. And to do that electronically, you know, I don't get it. I don't think it's the same. But they're still keeping some of it, and they're virtually so... And even letting us sign documents and agreements and stuff like that and affidavits and letting us do it by Zoom, that's a plus. Instead of having somebody drive in for an hour to sign a page and then drive home, you know, this is this has enabled us to do it differently. So so there's some pluses to it. Yeah, I'd have to agree with uh, everything that you just said there. Certainly the, the paper pushing part of this whole deal um, is, you know, the pressure would be hugely alleviated to uh, continue to move in the direction of of the electronic means, but I, I totally get what you're saying about when you're having important conversations or hearings, it's important to be able to see people live, uh, yeah. not in Memorex. And, you know, even for a while there, people were having to wear masks in the courtroom yeah. 
during the pandemic, that's not good. You, you need to see people's faces, their full faces, because you can't just tell uh, where it's at from uh, looking uh, from behind a mask. But anyway, that's... No, and you realize how much of communication is body language and is reading how people act. And I mean, so much of that is... Um, I don't know how you do it over Zoom. It's just, it's not the same. Right. So speaking of communication, nice segue into the topic today, which is social media. Mm. Um, I say it on my divorcecom.ca website. Uh, one of the things that I tell my clients right off the bat is get off of social media. If you're, go- you're going through a separation or a divorce, get off of social media. Like I'm talking about mothballing your account. Don't be on at all. Don't do a thing. Stay off. Um, I try and tell people the same thing. I tell them there's just a, you know, the best advice they're going to get is there's just a blackout on social media. Anything to do with your case, your separation at all, stay off it, whether it's Insta, whether it's Facebook, whatever it is. It, you just don't do it. It's a, it's a bad idea. It'll come back to bite you in the ass. No question. Because everything, if, if you're, if things are the least bit contentious, every single thing that you write, every single thing that you post is going to be taken and turned and twisted by the person you're separating from or, div- or divorcing. Also people shoot themselves in the foot they put their foot feet in their mouths all the time and it may not be your ex that's judging you it may be somebody with a lot more power than that right well it's really interesting i think uh i had a seminar once where a judge uh, had been asked about uh you know do you really are you going to pay attention if people file facebook posts because appreciate it can be used as evidence right facebook prints instagram posts along with texts emails All of it can be filed in front of a judge. And I hadn't thought of it, but his response was, I know when people file stuff through their lawyer that it's it's edited, right? The lawyer's the one that writes it. And when they get up and testify, to a certain extent, they've been told how to answer questions. But he said, if I know if it's a Facebook post, you're probably sitting there with your coffee saying exactly what you think. So ever since I heard that, I thought, you have to be damn careful about what you're going to put out there if you're commenting on your ex or your case or... You know, I think the other thing you have to remember, and judges are very conscious of, I think, is your kids can read that stuff. Like they're probably your kids are going to be a lot more savvy than you are. That's the about biggest how to issue. Find stuff. Oh yeah, and this is going to live forever, and you're going to put something that's shaming or critical or sarcastic or whatever. Well, yeah, I think people just need to take a second, and before you post it, which you shouldn't at all, but if you're going to, you need to really think about how that makes you look. Like, what does that say about you that you're posting that comment? Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to win any friends uh, doing that. In fact, you might lose some friends uh, doing that, um, you know, because uh, people that uh, somebody might see, say you decide that, you know, you're upset and you're going to post something nasty about your ex on Facebook or Insta or, you know, one of those uh, places it's a mistake to go ahead and post something nasty uh, on Facebook or Instagram uh, for the reasons that we've just outlined. But also, you, you may risk losing some of your own friends because you're giving people an insight into how you think as well. And, you know, you may not get the cheering squad that you think you're going to get from the people that you supposedly know, your friends or associates or people that you work with and so on and so forth you may get a lot of blowback, quite frankly. Your your move may, 
they may come back and judge you negatively as well. Never mind the court. Um, and, yeah, and yeah. that can I, affect your life. And I think some people don't think of what the impact is going to be or who's going to post it. Right. I mean, you know, you have, I can't, even, I was just trying to think of an example. I've seen cases where uh, there was a question of, of where somebody was at a particular time which was going to be significant. Well, you know, they denied and all of a sudden there's a Facebook post that a friend of a friend has gotten that shows them in the exact location where they said they weren't, right? And all of a sudden that's on my desk. And if you think because you block one person on Facebook, you got it covered, you don't because somebody else will find it. Or the people that say, you know, I can't work, I can't pay support. And then all of a sudden there's pictures of them playing baseball. I've seen that happen. And I've also seen people put really critical posts about the parent of these kids of their own kids on on Facebook and it's you know it's one step worse in some ways than texting it to the person because at least if you're being ignorant that's the only person that's going to get it when you put this type of stuff out on social media um I mean it's just I, I don't know what people are thinking like give your head a shake don't post well, stuff like that well they're not thinking that's no. <laughs> that's there it is right there the, the, no. the and I talk about that all the time uh with my clients and, and they'll, they'll say to me, what makes you so, so great? And I'll say, I'll tell you what makes me so great in terms of giving you this advice. I've made some of these mistakes myself. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I never posted anything uh, nasty about uh, any of my exes to, uh, to social media. Um, I, I was smarter than that, but I have sent nasty, what we call nasty grams. I've exchanged yeah. nasty emails, uh, uh, with my ex. I've, um, you know, I've made those, those types of mistakes. I've been smart mouthed. I've done all of those things. And, and it's, it's an ill-conceived way of thinking, uh, right from the beginning. And I, and I learned, as you've pointed out as a officer of the court, that that stuff will live on. It'll live nine lives. At least you send it out and you think that the other person gets it or catches your sarcastic remark, well, you can pretty much guarantee somebody else is going to see it and somebody else is going to uh, hold you accountable for it because they're going to grab onto it. So the, so the lesson there, uh, as it ties to social media and communication in general, in any form, while you're involved in separation or divorce, is do your very, very best to think. <laughs> think first. And if you could, for sure, I mean, communication-wise, if there was one thing that's going to make cases a lot easier for everybody to get through, when it's difficult for both sides to get through this, is to learn how to communicate in a business-like fa fashion, right? And that's, that is such a key. If you can take out the commentary, take out the, the allegations, take out the personal slams, take out all of that. This isn't an opportunity every time you communicate or text or email to lecture somebody and how horrible you think they are because you don't know somehow if your kid read that nor should you be treating somebody like that anyway if people would learn that right at the beginning it would take so much heat out of these cases it would be a huge difference yeah there's no no question at, at all about that but but back to pure uh you know pure social media uh just an absolute danger zone like yeah. like stay out of there stay off of those off of those feeds, stay away from them. Don't breathe a word or give it a signal at all nope. uh, to, to any of those forums. There's a reason, uh, like you say, you, you can block people. There's a reason they're called viral uh, platforms because they, they everybody's connected in some, and people, let's, let, let's face it, um, uh, people love salacious stuff in, in society. <laughs> so 
somebody that you might not even think would you know spread the rumor that's usually the person that would would spread the rumor like it's just it's just human nature so so it's you can completely eliminate all of that risk by just not going there yeah and it really is is appreciating what the impact is going to be not just on your ex who you know you're sending this message to uh, but it's going to be the impact on you, the blowback on you for sending this, putting this type of nasty stuff out there. You're the one that's going to pay a price for it. No question. Sure. No question. Uh, Tracy, as always, a great conversation. Uh, how do people connect with you if they'd like to uh, chat with you? It's Miller Law and Mediation to find the website and then to email me. It's Tracy at Miller-Law.ca. Right. And you can reach me any time you like. Uh, Jay West at Divorcecom.ca. And a reminder... Uh, as Tracy and I always say on on these podcasts, um, you know, every situation's uh, different. There are no cookie cutter uh, solutions to any of the um, any of the situations that are out there. So you must always consult with your own experts. Um, you know, we're giving uh, we're talking here in general terms. Uh, this shouldn't be taken as specific advice in your specific case. Go and see your own experts about your own situation. Uh, As always, Tracy, thanks for this, and uh, we'll look forward to the next one. Take care. Yep. Yep. Talk to you later.